Amen. Well, let's dive into the word of God. I, I, I don't want to share long, preach long. And uh, maybe we can um, uh, spend some time in the altar this morning and allow the spirit of God, allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. Amen. And, and that's what we want. We want the spirit of God to touch us and change us and transform us. And that's what it's all about. We, we come to church expecting God to do something marvelous in our life. I want to share with you for a few moments on this topic uh, from this weekend. Uh, we're talking about revival. And, and I had the privilege to, uh, to share with a teenager for a moment about revival. And, uh, and I want to share with you that, in, in, in so many points, that message, but more grown-up word, of course. Because when you're preaching for teenagers, you got to just get to the point real quick, you know. Because they'll, they'll, they'll get in their phones, they'll, you lost them. And, um, so I had to go quickly with them, and I had to produce you uh, uh, to share the message. But I want to speak to you this moment about revival like the fire. Let revival like the fire. You know, because we're living in a time that we are so, um, and, you know, our fire can go out. Our, our passion, our desire, our, uh, uh, you know, that, that thing that get us, that propel us and forward. It can go out in our lives, and we need to, once in a while, we need to be re rekindled in our life, in our spirits once again, and, and let that passion, and let that zeal once again re reunite our spirits once again, because in life, in this life that we call earth, you know, there's a lot of things that come our way that is so easy to knock us down, and so easy to discourage us, and so easy to, uh, to take us off course in our life, and, you know, and sometimes we lose focus on what's important. And, but we need to remember that we, we, we need to allow revival to light the fire inside of us. Because the world is looking for God. The world is looking for God. And, 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 and tragically and, and, and rockingly, uh, as the world is looking for God, God's people are asleep in their pews, asleep in their religious traditions. You know, we can, we can lose focus of what God really wants to do in our life. We can come to church and, 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 and lose focus that there is a generation out there, that there is a group of people that needs God. They, they, need, they, need, they need the fire of God because you know what? It is the fire of God that transforms our life. It is the fire of God that changes us. It is the fire of God that, that consumes our spirit and changes from one direction to another direction. It is the, it's the fire of God. And if we don't have fire in the house of God, we, we, we're missing it. We want the fire to burn in our life. We want the fire to burn in our church. We want the fire, to, the fire of God to burn in your marriage, to burn in your, in your home. You know, that they will consume the, the impurities. You know, when, 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 they're, when they're doing gold, they burn the gold and, and the impurities come out. You know what? And the same thing in our life. Let the fire of God rest upon us and change us and set us on fire once more in our life. And, and that's what is so important. In, in the church, church is time for revival. It's time for revival in our lives. And, and, and sometimes when we think of revival, we're thinking about, you know, you know when people line up out the door. And, you know, and, and I get it. I've been part of those revivals. I've seen those revivals. But I'm talking about even a revival personally. You know what? Because when it starts here, it affects over here. 
You know what I'm saying? When it starts here, affects everybody around you. When it starts here, affects your home, affects your relationship, affects your marriage, affects the way you treat your children, affects the way you, 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 you do business at your, at your workplace. You know, affects everything. And revival starts with us. And it's time for the church to rise up and say, we need a change. We need a revival in our lives like never before. A change the world wants and needs to know how to come to God and worship God. Not with men's opinions, but with the thus says the Lord. The world, the world wants to hear from God. Not people, you know what, you can, you can get a lot of opinions. Every, you know, everybody has an opinion like everybody has a nose. You know what I mean? Everybody has one. You know what, and, and, but we want it to be from the throne of God. What does God wants to say to us? With the authority, with the power, with the glory, with the spirit of God. Not, not men's agenda, not, not men's point of view. But we want God to show up that will transform our homes in our life, in our churches, in a powerful way. That we're never the same ever again. But it starts with revival. It starts with a passion. It starts with consuming that God, I mean, you know what, that we go through this life and this journey that we say, you know what, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than just going to church on Sunday. There's got to be more than just, you know, reading the word of God. And, and all of those things are important to your, to your relationship with God. All of the things are important in your, in, in your walk with God. But then you go, there is more. And, and there is the power of the Holy Spirit that can revive us again in our lives. It is the Spirit of God that makes a difference. You can come to church and not be moved. You can come to church and not be touched. You can come to church and not experience a transformation in your life. But when you allow the Spirit of God, revive, revival, light the fire in my life. You see, the world wants to hear from God. I, I really believe the world's hurting. We, we live in a broken system, in a broken world that is searching for hope in their lives. You know, that, that's why they get on TikTok, and that's why they get on Instagram, and that's why they get on Snapchat, and that's why they get on Facebook. You know what? A lot of people are searching for hope, but they're searching in the wrong place. I, I, don't, want, I don't want people's opinion. I want what God wants in my life. I mean, you, you, can, you can go on in any of those social medias and you can find people's opinion. You can search. You can find anything. But, man, we want to get to the word, to get to the God. That says the Lord mentality. That says, man, if this is the way it is, man, it changes. It changes because if not, we crumble and fall. The world wants, the world wants models of true Christian living. The world wants to see God. Man, this is important in our life. You know, Christianity is something that we need to model to the world. The world needs to see what living for God really means. And, and, and I know this is not a, a, a... We need to live for God outside the four walls of the church too. We can come to church and look good, sound good, and praise good, but we're outside the church. It's a different ball game. And not only outside the church, but behind a keyboard, we're a different personality. 
We need to be people who models true Christian living in the church, outside the church, or even in social media, that we live a life that people know that's a Christian right there. Because we are breaking and hurting the system of what Christianity and revival in our life really means. You know what? And, and, and I'm not trying to beat you. I'm not beating you down. I'm trying to inspire you and encourage you. You know, if you get mad at the message, get mad. That's between you and God. I'm just the messenger. You know that we need to understand and hear, man, God is calling us. And the world wants to see God. I really believe the world wants to see a true understanding of what it means to serve God. The world, for all its longing for the word of God, is empty of information about God. But God, but can God's word solve your personal problem? What about the world problem? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, 34, says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin, it is disgrace to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Man, th this world has problems. And, and, and it is the righteousness that exalts a nation. It, it is us that we have the responsibility to stand between the living and the, the dead. That we're in the gap and say, you know what? We are going to pray. We are going to believe. We're going to believe that God can turn this around. That God can set it on fire. That God, if God did it before, God can do it now. You know, that we believe that in our hearts, in our lives. Can God... Can God's word speaks to my personal problems? The book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know what? I think that's one of the biggest challenges that we live in our society today, is to understand what it means to first seek first the kingdom of God. Because we know what we do, we seek everything now, and then if there's time left over, then we seek God. But the scripture tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know why you put God first? He will bless you. You put God first in your life, in your marriage, in your relationship. You know, you put God first and all of that, God will bless you. God will reward you. God will transform you. God, God will do something incredible in your life. Am I going too fast, young lady? Okay. But, man, that you realize that God wants to do something incredible and transform your life. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. You know what? That's the church. The church can be too proud. The church is not led by outstanding people, by kneeling people. It's by people, you know what? Not, 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 not by the outstanding people, which thank God for outstanding people. But what about kneeling people? You know what? That we kneel down and say, God, we need healing in our lives. 
We need healing in our, in our marriages. We need healing in, in, in my own soul, in my own life. It needs to change because the way I'm going right now ain't going anywhere. You know, if I don't change the way I'm living my life right now, if I'm not changing what I'm doing right now, you know, it's been, say, it's been said before, and I'll say it, that, that every five years we experience a transformation in our life. Every five years. And, and, and the older I'm getting, the more I'm seeing that. That every five years there's a change, there's a shift in my life. There's a, there's, a, there's a season that takes place every five years. There's something dramatically or, or, or an impact in our life that takes place every five years. But the problem is that but if we don't change that, if we, if, we, if we don't change what we're doing, five years from now we're going to be doing the same thing. And we, are, we need to allow God to change us because if not, we're doing the same thing over and over. And the years go by. The time goes by. And the scripture is telling us, telling us here very clearly, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Then it goes forward and says, and pray and seek my face. Listen, we must hunger for God and lost souls more than, than anything else. We, we must hunger for God. You know, the scripture says, and pray and humble, and, and humble, and pray and seek my face. And then it says, and then it says, and turn from their wicked ways. Not halfway. Each one of us must repent, confess, be baptized, and be revived. And turn from their wicked ways. Repent, confess, be baptized, and be revived. And then it says, and then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. You know, this is such a remarkable scripture that we have quoted and read through many times. But the foundation of it remains truth to our lives, remains truth to our nation, remains truth to our world. That, that if we, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Man, there's a lot of brokenness in our life, but until we learn to put God first, then revival will show up. Revival in my life, revival in my family, revival in my children's life, revival in, in my workplace. Come on, somebody. You know, we need revival that will light us again, light the fire in our spirits once again. A transformation that must take place. God will bring revival to our land, our people, the church. If we humble ourselves, pray, and turn from our wicked ways. Church, it's time for revival. We need it. We need it in our churches. We need it in our homes. Man, we, there's so much going on. And today, let me just kind of bring it all down to, to almost done. Look at God's visual aid of revival. Ezekiel, Ezekiel is a man of God confronted with a group of people of God's people who are discouraged, displaced, and spiritually dead. The circumstances were ripe for revival. 
Man, when you discourage this place and spiritually, spiritually dead, that, that's, the, that's the, like the breathing ground for an opportunity for, for a right place for revival. Because you, you learn to understand that when you're down to nothing, there's nowhere else to turn. When you're down to the, the last, what you got in your life, you, there, you've tried this and you've tried that. You, you, you tried the, the bottle. You tried drugs. You, you've tried relationships. You, you tried everything in the world has to offer, but still you find yourself down in the bottom. That you realize there is nowhere else to turn. But you learn to understand that if I'm going to turn anywhere, I can't turn around, but the only way I can go is up. And that is to seek the face of God and say, God, you can, you, can, you can show up in my life. Because you know, I've said it, I said this, when, when, when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. When you're down to nothing, God is about to show up in your life. When God shows up, have you tried everything you think you can do? Are you ready for me to step in? Are you ready for me to step in? You, you've tried everything you thought it was going to help you, but then you realize that ain't going to help you. It just messed you up. Are you ready for me to step in? When you're ready for me to step in, just call upon my name, and I will show up in your situation. That is the God that I serve. That is the God that I serve. He's a faithful God. When I call upon his name, he will show up in my situation. He will show up in my home. He will show up in what I'm, wherever I'm going through. It might not be the way I like it to be, but, it, but it'll be the right way. Because sometimes we expect God to solve our problem a certain, certain way when God says, no, 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 no. That's not the way I'm going to work it out for your life. If you don't believe me, ask Joseph. Joseph, God, God showed him a dream that he was going to go from, 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 his, from his children, that he was going to be a great, great man, but, but never show him the pit. So to get to the palace, he had to go through the pit. And you know what the pit stands for? It stands for profit in training. Come on, somebody. You know what? Sometimes God will take you through trials in your life that you think God is, is trying to break you. But as a matter of fact, God is trying to make you to, to what he wants you to be and what wants you to become in life. Sometimes you got to go through the fire. You know what? Back, remember the back in the old days when you had those 35 millimeter films, cameras, and they would take the film out and they would take it to the dark room. And in the dark room, they, they, they will take the film out and they develop the film. You know what? It had, it had to go through a dark hour, a dark time to expose a beautiful image on the other side. And sometimes in our life, we have to go through a dark hour that we don't understand. Why am I going this? Why am I going through this in my life? Man, I worship God. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I'm faithful to God. And, but I'm going through this trial. But you know what? We think the opposite. We think that God is taking you out. But really, he's trying to develop your character. He's making you a better person. He, he, he's winging out the things that should not be in your life. He, he's squeezing you. You know what? That's what he does in our lives sometimes. And, and we need to understand. But here we find who were discouraged, displaced, and spiritually dead. The circumstances were perfect for a revival. Let me read to you this, this, this particular scriptures here. And, and we look, and God took Ezekiel to a mountaintop and gave him a visual aid of revival. 
in Ezekiel chapter verse 37, starting with verse 1. You can just listen along. I don't know if they'll have it on the screen, but just listen along. It says, that the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out of, by the Spirit of the, land of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. He was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you. And you will come to life. And I will attach tendons to you. And flesh comes upon you. And, and, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you. And you will come alive. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And then verse 7 says. For I prophesied as I commanded. And I, and I was prophesying this. That there was a noise. Rattling sound. And, and the bones came together. Bone to bone. I look and tendons and flesh appear on them and, and skin cover them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and said to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four wings and breath, breath breathe into this lane. Then they, they may live. So I prophesied as commanded me. And the breath entered them. They came to life and stood up as a, as a, on their feet as a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel, they say. Our bones are dried up and, and, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your grave and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your grave and bring you up from then, I will pull my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, am, I the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declare the Lord. There was a lot there to, to digest, but I'm telling you, revival is the process of bringing to life that which once was alive, but is now at the point of death. That's what revival is. Revival is the process of bringing to life that which once was alive, but now is the point of death. Can these bones live again? That was the question he asked him. Can these bones live again? Ezekiel obey God, preach to those bones, and then God breath his spirit back in their, in their bodies. It, if anything's going to change, if anything's going to be revived, if everything's going to be restored, it has to be by the breath of God in our life. It, not no other way. It has to be the presence of the God showing up in our church, showing up in our life that is going to revive us and, and, and renew us once again. 
It's not people's agenda, not people's no programs, and you know, not that. And thank God for all that. We we do that, but I tell you what, at the end of the day, we need the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God is gonna change. It is the spirit of God is gonna transform. Only Him can do that. Only He can do that in our life. God revived for Himself a mighty army. Think about it for a moment. Is seek you, obey God. He preached to those, to those dry bones, and then God breathed his spirit back into their bodies. Did you catch that? He preached to dry bones. You know what? Sometimes it, it might not be all that you think it is. Sometimes you, you, you look like, it looks like your marriage is going to fall apart. It might look like your children are in rebellion, and it looks like they're dry bones. But the Bible says that he still spoke to those bones like they were living bones, even though they were dead. And sometimes we got to open up our mouth and say, God, you promised me that they will come to you. You promised me that you will restore my home. You promised me, and you speak to that. You open up your mouth and proclaim it and declare it in the name of the Lord. You have to do that. You have to proclaim, God, I know my children might be in drugs right now. He might be addicted to drugs, but I pray he might look like it's dried up. He might look like it's dead. But in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. Lord, in the name of Jesus, he will walk in the church once again, God. Lord, I'm claiming restoration on his life. Listen, just because he might look like it's dried up doesn't mean it's the end. Not if God has something to say. God can show up. And here he prophesied. He spoke to those dry bones, breathed his spirit back into their, their bodies. God revived for himself a mighty army. Today, churches are full of people, but many are empty of God. We want God in our churches. Thank God for technology. Thank God for lights. Thank God for all this stuff. And thank God. But at the end of that day, I want the Spirit of God. Listen, I've been to churches where they have a good show. And they sound great. And they sound pretty. But there's no Spirit of God. We want the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Too many too many of God's people have a self-sufficient spirit and unresponsive heart and dead, disobedient lifestyle. Can these bones live again? Why is that? What is that we have people coming to church more but experiencing less? Man, we need to experience more of God. It is the hunger for Him that said God revives us again. Listen, listen to me. We live in a time that we need more of God than ever before. We need God more than ever before. We need to seek God. They have not confessed their sins. They are spiritually dry bones. How do we know if your bones are getting dry? Well, when there is no desire for Bible study and prayer, when spiritual conversation embarrass you or, or is avoided, when you justify sin, we you know what? It's not that bad. 
you know, I'm not as bad as Billy Bob, but, you know, Billy Bob is bad. I mean, I mean, me compared to him, he's bad. He's not that bad, you know. Just like that character from that movie, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he said, just because I'm a bad guy doesn't make me a bad guy. Right? I mean, is it sin? Sin's not that bad. You know what? We, you lost the fire. When we, when we start to compromise and question if, our, if what we're doing is bad compared to somebody else, we, we, you know what? You don't worry about them. You worry about you. You worry about you. You don't worry about your neighbor. You don't worry about what they're doing because at the end of the day, you're going to be before, before God by yourself, being judged by yourself. And it's something that we need to understand. Man, you know, we, we're justifying sin in our lives. It's the, it's the starting point, I believe, of, of getting our, our bones are getting dry. When you can quote scriptures and attend church, but doesn't make a difference in your life. We can come to church and look good. Trust me, I've been in this business. I said business. <laughs> it's not business. I, I wish it would be easier, but it's a business. In this ministry for long enough to see a lot of stuff. There's very few things that impress me now. Not impressed by many things. You know what? What impresses me is people on fire for God. They're going to change a nation. Change, be a world changer. They're going to change their environment. That can make a difference because we can come to church a little good but make no impact. No impact whatsoever in the kingdom of God. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm not beating you down, trust me. I'm not. I'm, I'm sent with a, with a pastor's heart. Man, that we need to get get on fire do it for your family for your family you know what maybe not everything is in the places how you like it to be but you know what we're going to get there we're going to get there and, and it starts with me if I need to change my attitude if I need to change my approach if I need to change but it starts with me. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things that I should not. I'm going to respond in a way that I should not respond. I'm going to. But I'm doing my best. I, I'm doing my best. I, I, because you know what? I, I love God. I, I love God. And, and I want Jesus to, to reside in my heart and my life. And, and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But, but I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And, and, and when you're doing your best, it's going to show. You know what? I'm, I'm going to church, and I'm going to the house of God, and I'm worshiping. And, and I know I'm still struggling, and I know I'm still, but I'm doing my best. 
And, 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 and before I know it, I'm going to get to the place where, where I, I, you know what? I, I want to experience that touch from God. I want to experience that fire from God. Maybe you grew up in church and, and you know what I'm talking about. Maybe there was a time in your life that you experienced that, that fire in your spirit. And you experienced that excitement in your life. And you know what it's like being in, in the presence of God. And you say, man, I want that again. But if you have never been there, man, once you experience it, you, you, you want more of it. You want more because you realize if I'm going to make it in this life, if I'm going to make it in this world, if I'm going to make it at all, it's not by might, no, by power, but by my spirit. It is the spirit of the Lord that I'm going to make it through. You know what? How do we know if our, your bones are getting dry when, when your life revolves around money I can park my car there for a while but I ain't going to that says it enough when it's no longer when no longer bothers you that others are in misery and spiritual loss when it doesn't matter to you what people are going through when worship and service to God does not excite you Man, you can come to church and say, ain't all right. I heard better. You know, there's, there's better. You know what? I don't care who's preaching. If it's the word of God, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, that, 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 you're on fire for God. You, you'd be surprised how much I've heard. When, when you don't have, when you don't have the blessed assurance anymore. See, here's the, here's the thing about the dry bones, <clears throat> and I'm closing. Dry bones, they, they were Bible said they were dry, dry. They were dried out by the sun and the wind. They were dried out. Is the church suffering from the effects of the modern society? You know what? The church can be uh, can be suffering from the our from our modern society. I said, you know what? The, the church doesn't relate to me anymore. You know what? I, the church is not relevant to me. You know, it, you know, I live in a different modern world. You know, I'm just, I'm too cool for church. You're missing it. Because according to my Bible, my God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's, it's not... A church problem is a people problem. It's not the church that is not become effective or relevant to your life. Is that you have distanced yourself from really what it really means to go after God. And what you allow, you have allowed our modern society affect your thinking and the way you think church supposed to be like. But it's not. We're not here to allow the church to conform to the world. The world needs to conform to the church. Oh, no, no, you don't have to clap. It's okay. It is the church that lays the foundation of what? Supposed, no, I, I, trust me, I've witnessed some crazy people out there. There are some crazy churches. Oh, she does not say that. We're on air. 
there's some crazy ministry people that really have messed up what church supposed to be like. I'm just being straight up. And, and, and because they have not done what they're supposed to do, it have, it have caused a ripple effect in the way people view the church. But, but even though we're a group of people that are not perfect, listen, we're not perfect. We're, we have gathered here this morning. We all have our issues. We all have our, our baggage. We all have our struggles. We, but, but we are here in one accord to God. We love you. Lord, I, we're not perfect. We're not the perfect church. We, we're not perfect in no way, form, shape. We're not perfect. But we know the one who is. And because he is perfect, we're going to strive and follow that pattern in our life. And say, God, you can do this for me. But we got to be careful. The, the, they were dry. Have you been dried out by the, by the elements of life? Man, have you been dried out? Man, the, the world, man, you live in this world long enough, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt. We've all been hurt by something, someone. We're going to be hurt. Not only they were dry, but they were scattered. As if scattered in battle. Has the church been torn apart in battle? Man, we, we, the church can be ripped apart by the battles of the world. Do we find ourselves wondering where everyone else has gone? Man, we, we have to hold on to that. Not only they were scattered, but they were numerous. They were, they were in a hopeless state. Do the problems in the church seem so big that you don't know where to begin? In our midst, we are almost ready to give up on the church. Listen, there might be people who walked in, or you might be watching online, that you say, you know what? I'm about to give up. I'm about to give up because I look at this thing in my life that it, there is no hope. I look at my situation. I look at my marriage. I look at my family. I look at my life in general that I, I'm going to just do something stupid. And, and, and they feel that there's no hope. And they're ready to give up on God. They're ready to give up on church. Listen, I'm coming to tell you this morning. Don't give up on God. He might, you might feel that he's far away, but he's not far away. You might feel that you're all by yourself and you're all alone, but you're not alone. He's right by you and all you have to do is call upon his name. All you have to do is call upon him and say, God, I need you in my life, God. I need you. You know what? It might be the midnight hour, and you can call upon his name. A lot of miracles through the scripture took place at the midnight hour. There's something about the midnight hour. Because at the midnight hour is where most people lose hope at that midnight hour in their lives. It's when they lose hope. When you're all by yourself, but I come to tell you that you're not by yourself. There's hope. Numerous. Can these bones live again? Revival comes through preaching God's word. Revival comes through preaching God's word. 
You know what? When you preach the God's word, sometimes it's going to hurt. You're going to get a tidy in your hiney. Sometimes when the God is speaking to your heart, the Holy Spirit is like poking on you. Like poking on you. You know, if you ever go to the doctor, you're sitting on that little table, he sees you, and if you say, I have pain, he starts poking in you, touching you here. Is that hurt? Is that hurt? Oh, I, I hurt right there. Oh, I found the problem. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You come to church in here, you know, you, mm, I hurt a little bit. Oh, that, that, that. You know, he's just poking here and touching there, you know. And you go, oh, that one hurts. That, that, that hurts. Is that Spirit of God working in your life. It's changing your life. And these bones live again. Preach the word of God. Ezekiel preached to dry bones and they live. It was not his power. It was not the power. It was the power of the word of God. I'm almost done. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Revival comes through prayer. See, the effects of following God's commands. Those that do as command in, in the face of great discouragement need not doubt success, for God will own and enrich his own appointments. That they were once dead were made new. Every dead, very dry, even move when called to hear the word of God. Listen, we need the word of God. We need the spirit of God. We need the revival of God. We need the touch of God. And, and, and that's what we need. That's what our, our young people are focusing on throughout this week and throughout this month. They've been talking about focusing on revival. Revival, renew us, ignite us, refresh us. Fill me up again. If I'm leaking, if I've lost it, Lord, do it again in my life. Lord, set me on fire again, God. You can do it, God, because I don't want to be living the way I'm living. <clears throat> I want change. You know what? We all have someone we love that we care about that is probably discouraged right now. They're away from God. They have struggling. They, you know, they have got up on their feet and they have fallen again. And, and you've picked them up again and they fall on their feet. But I tell you what, you keep doing it as long as it takes. As long as it takes. They stumble again. You pick them up again. Sooner or later, they're going to get their grip. Sooner or later, they're going to stand on their own. They're going to look back who has been helping them, who have been sustaining them. It's a mother, a father, a loved one, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that's able to sustain them and pick them up in their life. I remember when my children were learning how to walk. When they were little, they stumble all the time. They fall, pick them up. You know what? Sooner or later, Carlos took off running. Wow. Happens in life. Happens in life. With, let me ask you this morning, with, as we're closing this morning, just bow your heads for a moment. <clears throat> we need to recognize the dryness of our bones. 
ruthless confession of sin, we cannot be right with God with wrong in our life. Rejoice in our salvation and engage in passionate worship once again.